gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing so that your almsgiving may be secret and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the three disciplines of Lent are which are taken from, actually the three pillars of Jewish piety, are, of course, fasting and almsgiving and prayer. And our theme this year for Lent is, let us pray. We're going to especially focus on prayer this year. But to pray, we actually still need the other two. We need to fast because, you see, when we give something up, especially something that we are deeply attached to, it creates more space in our hearts for prayer. And if we then have prayed and we've experienced this closeness to God, that deeper connection with God, well then, very naturally, very joyfully, very generously, that those alms are just going to flow right out of our hearts. So in our gospel reading, as you just heard, Jesus addresses these three disciplines, and he begins by warning us that we can do any of these three not for God, but to be noticed, to be admired, receive the accolades of others. Oh, look how faithful he is. Oh, she is such a good Christian. Now, that might feel good to your ego at first, but it's sort of like a sugar rush. It'll leave you empty. But when it's done with God and when it's done for God, Jesus says there's a richer reward for each of these things. So let's look tonight, because we're going to be talking about prayer, let's look at what he says closer about prayer. When you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. First, he says, pray to your Father. Don't miss that. He's your Father. I cannot say it any better than Martin Luther does in the small catechism. Our Father who art in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and that we are His true children, so that with all boldness and confidence we may ask Him as dear children ask their dear Father. Your Father wants to talk to you 
and listen to you and care for you. Second, we all want to be seen, acknowledged, noticed, that we exist, that we matter, that we have value. Maybe at some point in your life, maybe, maybe even tonight, you have felt invisible, that nobody sees you, nobody really knows me. That's one of the deepest desires of the human soul, to know and then to be known. And that's why we sometimes do ridiculous things that scream, look at me, look at me, look at me! Like many of our antics on social media, right? We crave those comments and those likes. And if nobody notices, well then, well then it crushes us. And we can, even as we said before, do this with our pious religious practices. They can be much more about getting the attention of others rather than getting the attention of God. Which, of course, we don't have to get. We aren't kids trying to grab attention from some distracted parent. No, 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 no. Our Father gives it to us. Jesus says, your Father sees you. So go to the inner room so that nothing distracts you and so that you're not on a stage in front of anybody else. And because your Father sees you, He wants to see you in a secret place, a hidden place, like the place that spouses go. Because there you share yourself completely. There you lovingly gaze upon and are gazed upon. And of course, you don't want anybody else around. You see, prayer is really that intimate, that personal. I'm not trying to sexualize it. I mean, remove the, the physical sensation from it. Ponder instead the closeness. You see, by analogy, there is, just as there is a certain intimacy, a sharing of the body that is meant for a spouse in a hidden place, so there is an intimacy and a sharing of the heart that is for God alone in the secret place of prayer. In fact, prayer is even more personal and more intimate than the spousal union because you see it is a communion, it is a sharing between you and God. You and the God who both made and of course sees everything. He sees everything in the universe, but he also sees you. And he knows you personally by name. He is the God who invites you into his heart and he asks to enter into yours. In fact, only he can truly see you. Only he can see into the depths of your heart. Only he really knows you. He knows you even better than you know yourself. And he invites you to know him intimately. And so the deeper that we go into prayer, the deeper we will experience this. St. John Vianney once asked a peasant of his church who always sat in the back row of the church every day, St. John asked him, how do you pray? And that simple peasant said, he looks at me and I look at him. Which is the third thing. You see, if we pray this way, 
Jesus says, the Father will reward you. He is the reward. Jesus knew his Father this way. It's why he was always sneaking off to be alone and to commune with his Father in prayer. And he has now opened the way for you and for me to experience this. If you're familiar, then you know that the temple in Jerusalem had an inner room. It was called the Holy of Holies, closed off by a large curtain. That room was the space that, where God had most concentrated his presence for his people. It's what Adam and Eve once had in the garden when they walked with God, and then, of course, they lost it. But this could be experienced in this room, that Holy of Holies. By the way, did you know that a Jewish bridal chamber was decorated to look like the Holy of Holies? You see, the union of husband and wife is the closest thing on earth that gives us that glimpse of the intimate and personal closeness we should experience with God. And yet, it's actually nowhere near, nowhere near what a humble soul united to her God experiences. But back to the temple. Only the high priest, and only once a year, entered that holy of holies. He went past the curtain into that inner room, to offer the blood of a goat as atonement for the sins of, of Israel, to bring at one mint, atonement between God and his people Israel, to bring God and Israel back into communion with each other. One guy, once a year. And then on the Friday that we call good, the Lamb of God offered his blood on the cross to atone for our sins and to bring us back into communion with God to wed us to him. And Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the ones who tell us that that temple curtain was torn in two, opening the inner room to each and every one of us all of the time. So let us enter that holy room, that inner room, the holy of holies, that secret place. My brothers and sisters, let us come to know God that personally. My friends, let us pray. Let me give you a moment to pray about praying. Because I sense that, much, much like myself, we want to all grow closer to the Lord in this way. We all want to grow in our prayer. So as we start this Lent, take a moment in silence to pray to God about your prayer life and ask him to enrich it, and to bless it, and to draw you closer to him.